Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Unquestioned Podcast with Louis de Barre and William Hempel. And today, we can have a good one for you about large language models, but on the device itself. But first of all, Louis, how is it going? How has been uh, the last couple of weeks or days uh, at Spotty? Last week was a lot of fun. Spotify for the listener, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, even we don't call Yes, sorry, it's a nickname I gave you guys. A lot of, uh, a lot of ideas have the spotty prefix. <laughs> okay, back. cool, cool. For obvious reasons. Um, last week was a ton of fun because it was our, um, I believe, our 13th annual uh, hackathon. Oh. Hack Week at Spotify, where uh, everyone gets the opportunity to work on something uh, they want to see in the app. And uh, if your project is a success, it might even uh, actually make it into the app. So uh, I saw way too many cool and exciting projects, um, just way too much content from, from all the yeah eager, creative, productive uh, engineers that uh, that wanted to show what uh, they would like to see. And mm. Really cool. Like as well for the listeners, uh, maybe you know in the past we did a, an episode about a hackathon, why it's important that every company should do this. And I would, would want to ask you one question like, does uh, most of the projects, because a hackathon um, can be on the certain processes internally that the company does, but as well to improve the product for external, uh, for the customers and so on. Do you know, is there like a percentage wise that most engineers work on internal issues because they are so close to the, those problems? Or uh, do you see often very fun new ways to make the customer happier? Yeah, it's a good question. And a common misconception is indeed that uh, hackathons are only about the um, customer-facing side of the product. Uh, it doesn't have to be user-facing at all if it improves the process of the company. And I think, I mean, at all great product companies, the employees are heavy users, so they they like to see their experience improved as well. So I would say, I think most group projects are about... Um, user user value mm -hmm. and then uh, you have a lot of solo hacks of the of people that really have this uh, itch they they have to scratch uh, the kind of daily workflow yeah. and improve um, tools the daily work from themselves and from all the fellow engineers yep. uh, cool cool okay i would say let's get straight on to the episode so, where we're going to talk about large language models but locally so maybe first of all uh, let's explain to the audience one more time what is a large language model, first of all? And then maybe what is the next step? Why do we want it actually locally on our smartphone or on our laptop, which means that it's not connected to the internet, but it's running and it's giving us good uh, insights uh, or good kind of responses, but uh, not connected to an external source or server. Mm -hmm. uh, large language models or LLMs for short are the latest um, breakthrough in AI uh, taking the world by storm. Yes. Most famously uh, or notoriously uh, under the uh, implementation of Chat GPT, which has, uh, I'm sure, annoyed many uh, teacher and. Uh, a lot of students yeah. uh, in total have enjoyed it a lot. And as well, it was the fastest, the fastest growing product uh, within 60 days, it got to 100 million users, which is. Quite incredible. Yeah, okay, so sorry the, to interrupt. The, uh, iPad and the tablet world, the ChatGPT is the, can you ChatGPT this? That's, well, uh, the, that's the, yeah, can you LLM this? It's actually like Google uh, was a verb. Maybe ChatGPT uh, soon will as well be accepted by the main uh, yeah. 
Oxford Dictionary or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> so that's that's how you can explain it to to most people that aren't familiar with the uh, the technical term. And what we're going to explore today is uh, on the vice LLMs and uh, why you want them. Um, I don't think this is discussed uh, enough because I'm uh, very confident that we're going to see it fairly soon. And uh, the main benefit. Why do you actually let's? Why do you see uh, this being happening very very soon? Well, I'll go into okay. I'll be, go into the, the benefits first, mm-hmm. and then uh, why uh, whether it's possible today, uh, or if it's it's coming when it when when it is coming. Correct. Uh, the, the main benefit you alluded to it um, on device means no internet required, so that means it works offline, mm-hmm. and many services like Google only work when you're connected to the internet because it's just such a, a vast database of information you have to search mm-hmm. across the whole world wide web but LLMs like they also index the web but you could separate their reasoning abilities which is what makes them think this new breakthrough that makes them uh, like a, a finally a functional, functional chatbot or a human like um, program mm-hmm. separate that from the uh, large um, base of knowledge, this large index, and that could be a way to make them smaller. So we already have examples uh, today of this. Uh, Facebook released a uh, LLM called Llama. Um, yeah, some technical acronym, but it's a GPT-3 caliber model. Mm-hmm. That's only seven gigabytes in size, mm-hmm. which is incredibly small. Now it's it's not quite at the level of GPT three, mm-hmm. but it's close, uh, so close in fact that it's it's useful enough. Yeah. And you can you can actually just download this seven gigabyte yep. file on your phone and, and you, yeah, not 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 uh, not, not yet, yet. <laughs> but on your on your laptop it's totally mm-hmm. doable, and that means you could be on a plane. You've got a physics question. Well, uh, you can ask uh, Lama to, to give it a try if you don't have a, a physics professor, professor sitting next to you. Next to you, <laughs> yeah. By chance. To kind of uh, as well break it down to our listeners, um, these models are very, very small because they're already kind of trained on all the data before. So first of all, first, such a model needs to be, like Luis said, trained on, or, uh, on lots of internet data, a lot of text data to really create kind of this knowledge and then this knowledge can be compressed into kind of um, only the important stuff which is the weights and the biases uh, of that model um, is kind of saved in that seven gigabyte file uh, and then that you can just place it on any device that you would want and then you just a new kind of question or a new kind of um, prompt could be asked to this, this app um, or to this seven gigabyte file in a way, and then uh, a valuable response with already all the insights of all the data it has seen is actually within that seven uh, gigabyte. Uh, so sorry to well, repeat that, but it's well, the, si- the size is it's kind of super to see how much knowledge it can be compressed into kind of um, into this small file. Um, okay, but now first of all. Um, this is probably as well it's insane that it's we can compress it so much and run it locally without an internet connection mm-hmm. um but are there other uh reasons uh that we really would want this instead of like yep. 
why does it matter that actually my uh, I has to go to the internet Definitely. and come back? Because Definitely. Uh, so we already said uh, it works offline. So, mm-hmm. and, and also if, if there's a, if the service is down temporarily, uh, no risk, no risk of, of that happening. You could have multiple uh, instances running locally so you're, uh, you're not dependent. But also privacy is um, a big thing. And, and why, like, why is privacy important to you? Well, you have to keep in mind that just like when you type something into Google, you send your request to their servers. Mm-hmm. The same thing is happening here. You are sending whatever your prompt is, your question, straight to um, OpenAI to process it and give you a useful response, a useful result back. But you don't know what they end up doing with that data. Maybe Mm -hmm. they only have uh, some analytics on it. Maybe they don't do anything with it now, but that could change in the future. Or maybe they use it to train the model. So maybe your uh, valued input (laughs) is actually making the model stronger. Maybe you don't want that. Or uh, even more important, maybe it could end up leaking um, sensitive corporate information, Mm -hmm. like intellectual property. And uh, an an example from, from my... The daily work has been, I sometimes really explore the, the limits of ChatGPT by using it for, for some very, like... By abusing very, the software. <laughs> by, by using it for really, like, uh, la- as a lazy person for very stupid and, and petty things like code formatting. Uh, okay. Uh, my idea was, uh, I was gonna... this this function with 10 parameters and uh, I'm too lazy to format it myself. I don't want to look up the shortcuts in my editor or maybe mm-hmm. support it. So let me just dump this function uh, with all the parameters with wrong white space into it and say, hey, ChatGPT, uh, format this in uh, this programming la- language in Swift style, um, one under the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, please, with correct white space, do that for me. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the reason why you wouldn't want to do this necessarily uh, with uh, like a code file from a production environment a code file from a company which yeah, has yeah, uh, that could contain intellectual properties because correct. Um, even if it's just function parameters which is just a series of names and labels even that could contain valuable um, information information like mm-hmm. an unreleased product name or uh, yes yeah, something else that is sensitive so and that could pop up in the in the knowledge base or the analysis of OpenAI and they would have now ad, uh, an advantage or kind of if full functions of I don't know certain algorithms would be placed into ChatGPT yeah, optimize yeah, this the name, then uh, the name that, that can uh, give your competitors a clue uh, could be harmful to your business and this is why uh, and again Local. our companies are already worried about this so uh, Amazon and others are uh, concerned about they're limiting uh, the access to uh, these massive tools which yeah, is yeah or limiting what they, what they feed into it uh, it's fine to ask it uh, what cat food you should buy for your pet mm-hmm. But it's a different thing to ask it uh, how to solve uh, business critical mm-hmm. issues that could expose information again that's internal um, about your business. And yeah, this is where locally hosted LLMs come in. Because if you can ensure that this model is running offline mm-hmm. in your facility, correct, uh, air gapped way, which means it's no information can be leaked. Yeah, it's no, in no way connected to the internet. Like physically, you can physically say, uh, if you're very paranoid, you build a aluminum container and you say, 
No wireless. No wireless. A concrete container uh, yeah. would be yeah. <laughs> better. Yeah. You, you, build a, you build a bunker, of a yeah. fortress, uh, and you can say with absolutely certainty, like, no wires. This is physically impossible to connect to. Mm-hmm. Then it's safe for you to um, let loose all your Bro- uh, your private information on it, it. And, um, and be certain that it's not going to be exposed. Yeah. Well... That's a, actually, uh, I don't know, were you going to say something else now? That's a good insight in the B2B context, but I would uh, say this as well. Um, as a last thing I would want to say is about the B2C. This B2C means business to consumer. There's services like um, apps, um, for example, or photo sharing app, where uh, it first went goes to a server, uh, and there's like analytics of which faces are in or which uh, detection of objects are in there. And those are knowledge actually of your very private um or of your private data that they can obtain and use and actually a large language models can do this type of labeling or uh, give any other valuable insights of your uh, existing data on your phone um and when this is uh, and this data or this predictions or analytics are done within uh the phone or within the um, uh, the device that you're using and it's not connected it doesn't have to be sent to another server of another uh, company then you as well again uh, get the insights of your data uh, and it doesn't have to it stays on your device and you can control everything within that big concrete wall like uh, like you uh, say Louis um, and it's kind of that second um, that every time you have to question like oh do I really want, I'm scared to put this on my phone or other stuff because I'm scared that this would leak or, or other stuff, that would be then kind of limited and you have much more freedom on your phone because it's fully private. Yes, and when yeah. you hear privacy, there's a, a famous player that uh, uh, jumps to my mind, uh, which is Apple. They really like to play the privacy card mm-hmm. because uh, they also already have uh, machine learning running locally and they like to advertise that. They say, hey, Google is sending everything to their servers, but we um, do as much as we can on, on the device for, for personalization because we're not interested in the data. Uh-huh. I mean, they still have tons of data about you. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's a valid use case. And um, a third aspect is speed. Mm-hmm. So, again, not being dependent on the internet is uh, something that doesn't sound like it's a big deal. But there's a there's a difference between something being uh, available 99.9% of the time mm-hmm. and always available. Correct. You could say as well the models in the uh, externally it has to first of all you lose time by sending the data to that external uh, server or in the cloud. Then it does its all its analytics and gives you uh, valuable information back. Uh, but if it's all uh, on device, uh, it doesn't need to do that back and forward. Uh, yeah, the only thing is then is a bigger deal than the people re- realize mm-hmm. latency is the the speed at which uh, you receive your information and if you're dependent on the network uh, even if you have a, the strongest network available there's still a difference uh, between again connecting to the internet and coming back because let's say you're your iPhone and you're just switching from 4G to Wi-Fi mm-hmm. which has actually happened to me uh, on multiple occasions I'm calling someone on the go I arrive at home and yeah. hey, hello, hello, at the time, uh, mama, mama. <laughs> and, and if you're in the flow, if you're talking, um, you're like, how is this possible in 2023? Well, if it's running locally, then you, you never have that problem. No. So no latency, uh, networking problems. Uh, can come up. Okay, perfect. Uh, I think that's a good way 
to end. Um, well, one thing as well, I would say, uh, still, if you want a phone call, it will still have to go to the internet. I don't think you can have a phone call within on device because then you'll be talking to a, a fictive person that's living into the large language model. <laughs> okay. Peer to peer. But uh, before we right. let's, mm -hmm. say, let's see where we're at, what yes. is the situation right now. I mentioned this seven gigabyte model that is available today for you to run on your machine. I gave it a few sample questions um, and I was pleasantly surprised. So I, I asked it for the perfect songs to get over a breakup. It gave me real songs that existed. No, Are you okay, Louis? Yes. Yeah. You need a, a one-on-one? Listen, I'm here. We can, we can have a spa day. Listen. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just looking for like um, a real tangible difficult problem maybe yeah. mm -hmm. thing that doesn't exist right now mm -hmm. another thing that I asked was um, if I'm a fan of uh, RHCP which city should I visit um, and explain with emojis okay first of all what is RHCP because yeah. I don't know even yeah well the model knows mm -hmm. uh, it stands for um, the group Red Hot Chili Peppers okay and why did I frame it this way because this again illustrates the the power of the model understanding more than just the exact name that you mm -hmm. give um, give it. So, because you would expect typing this into a search box that a music service like Spotify knows uh, the acronym or the um, I don't know a different name for your DJ mm -hmm. that you listen to or um, a rapper alias. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, the model does all this like a human. Mm -hmm. So, uh, again, if you're a big fan and you text people, you may use that acronym. If you don't, maybe you don't know, but the model knows it all. It makes it feel much more personal in a way. Yeah, and it, it gave the right answer. The right ans answer is uh, Los Angeles. Like, a couple of songs are about California. <laughs> Quite insane. Uh, and uh, it also gave me a bunch of emojis. So, might not be at the level of ChatGPT yet, but I was impressed um, for it running locally. It took a few seconds. But again, all, all this can be optimized. But still, it's incredible. It wasn't going from a, a remote server. It's all on the device, yeah. I believe. Yeah. yeah. This is one thing to, to talk about. I want another thing to, to see it happen in real time and, and verify also. I turned off my Wi-Fi just, just to be sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Trick. Well, I, I don't think it's yet available uh, for normal people. You can as well uh, go to the repository in, um, on GitHub and clone it over there and run it yourself. Um, but probably as well, soon into the future which company it will be i don't know but there will be a, a large language model on device probably pretty soon well thank you very much louis hopefully uh you and the listeners uh, enjoyed this episode and we would love um to let you come back to the next episode of the unquestioned podcast we're looking forward to it bye bye see you soon <laughs>